0: Hey, welcome to my podcast, Chit My Chat. This is Shelanie Marie, and this is where I talk about working through having anxiety and depression as a creative entrepreneur. You are now listening to the second episode of the Strength Is series titled Strength Is Accountability. I will let you know right now that um, this might have a different flow to it today. Um, yeah, the news is so heavy right now. And I can't ignore um, the reality that many of us are facing and that we are impacted in ways that we can't even predict just now. So let's start with some housekeeping. I want to thank you for those of you who've been rocking and rolling with me through the first 30 episodes of Chip My Chat. It has been very therapeutic for me, um, very healing for me, and um, I needed it. And I'm so glad and grateful to hear that many of you did as well. Well, I guess with 30 episodes under our belt, um, now I would like to ask you if you enjoy this podcast or if you feel it's been beneficial to you, not a waste of your time, something others can benefit from, if you would rate it, whether you are listening to Anchor um, or Spotify, and now we're on Apple Podcasts. So Wherever you're listening, if you can rate it that way other people can gauge whether they're interested in listening or not, that would be so awesome. Um whenever you get the chance to do that, um really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to clear my head. Um, you know, being someone who does usually work through having anxiety when big things happen or um traumatic things happen. My mind just has so many thoughts. You know, I want to be a part of a solution. I want to fix things. I want to help people. And so I have to remember that um, in these moments, it is important to breathe. So um, I'm going to breathe. You can breathe with me or you can listen to me breathe, but I need to breathe a few times. Okay. (sighs) My goodness. Do it one more time because I like three. The number three is my favorite. And that was still tough for me. So let's jump into this by defining accountability. Accountability the fact of being responsible for what you do and able to give a satisfactory reason for it, the state of being accountable liable or answerable education, a policy of holding schools and teachers accountable for students' academic process or progress by linking such progress with funding for salaries maintenance. Um, That was an example, I guess. But let's keep on going back to a definition. So expected or required to account for one's actions, answerable, capable of being explained, an accountable phenomenon, so I just, I want to talk about this on a couple levels. So for me, pertaining to how I've got to where I am today, it has not been short of obstacles. It has not been short of detours, um, inconveniences, traumas, um, pivotal changes that were not in my control, um, sadness, grief, You know the list can go on and on, but I will say that taking accountability for the things that were in my control has definitely been something to free me. And freedom does truly begin in your heart and your mind. Um, That's where you are. I was listening to um, a man with a beautiful voice. I cannot recall his name just just right now, but was beautiful. He was in prison for something he didn't do for decades and um he just shared that, you know, getting out, he just said he made it through by realizing that prison was a state of mind, you know, being free was a state of mind. So it's your perspective what you want to make your reality and how you um see the world and and where you want to be in it. So the accountability that I claimed for myself was, you know, um maybe times when i didn't speak up for myself when i maybe allowed others to put pressures on me um that wasn't really my stuff you know when you start to um show up for things that have nothing to do with you for the sake of pleasing others or um just Being in a place where you don't necessarily want to be, where your heart isn't there, where you're not doing it because you want to um, or that you're passionate for it or um, that you even care about it. Um, Sometimes we can get in a cycle of just fulfilling the needs of others. And so me taking accountability for that, you know, getting to 20 on to 30 and up, I realized that I had to take accountability for all the times that I should have said no or that I should have just spoke up about how I felt about certain things or, you know, if I just didn't feel like doing something or that I wasn't available or that I didn't have it to give, taking accountability um, at an earlier time could have prevented me from a lot of anxiety, honestly, and, and quite frankly, depression as well, because for me, how it usually works is that, I tend to think of a problem and try to find a solution. If I can't figure it out, it makes me very anxious, and then I feel like, okay, I gotta find, I gotta find the solution. And then it it tends to take me to a depression. So now knowing that what my part was has brought me to where I am today on how I would tend to overthink, or um, now I'm in a space where I really find it important to put myself first and assess what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling before I can give someone an answer, especially if it does not align with where I'm headed or what I'm working on or working through or a part of my vision for my life and my life's work. So that's one area where accountability was really important to me, being someone who is a very an emotional person, an empathic person, um someone who can be very sensitive um taking accountability for acknowledging where I am is where I have to start most times and um really just realizing that God is over everything and that he hasn't failed me yet and I'll always be taken care of and provided for and even if I happen to make some missteps it'll be okay you know we're going to learn from these life lessons and so I hope that You're able to assess your situation and take accountability for maybe the times you said something you shouldn't have said, or maybe did something you shouldn't have done, or maybe you ignored something you shouldn't have ignored. Um, The list can go on and on, but it starts with you. It's not someone else pointing it out to you because you can hear things but don't necessarily mean you're going to do something about it. And when you take accountability for it, it's the first step of being able to make progress and productive change. Now let's talk about accountability with privilege. So I'm biracial. I was raised with my black side, didn't really know my white side. I know of them, met them not that long ago, but I know my black side, you know, I I was raised with (laughs) Tony, Tony, Tony and red cups at the barbecue and, you know, all that. And so um, even with that, my family is a rainbow, you know, black comes in all colors, all shades. It goes all the way to pale white. Um, So the range of blackness in shades, if if you will, um, varies. And so just alone in my siblings, our group of siblings, we all look different. And I've been able to, to see how my experience growing up and my experience moving through the world and my experience raising children who are also biracial um, is different from my siblings who are chocolate. You know, it is different when um, they walk into a space or if they have a need or if they have, you know, something they're trying to achieve. The, the experience might be a little bit different and I acknowledge that. I acknowledge it fully. And so what bothers me is when people can see something and they don't do or say anything about it or they act like it's not a real thing. Um, When I was younger, I would forget that I was biracial. I completely forgot until someone reminded me or, you know, someone commented about my hair or... You know, my mom would braid my hair and be like, oh, well, why you have your hair like that? Why are you wearing beads?" I grew up watching *Crooklyn*. That's why I started braiding hair. Like, I love that—that bonding and the nurturing. Um, experience of braiding and getting my hair braided by my mom, and and look now over twenty years, that's what I've been doing as my career is uh, braiding hair. And that experience, bonding and connecting with men and women and children um, as you do their hair, it's it's pretty special. Um, it's different from a lot of things, and so acknowledging and taking accountability for the privilege that you may have in your life I'm talking to those you know um, black who are listening those who are of color who are listening those who are not Um, it is important to stand up for things when you see that something is going on that shouldn't be, when you see injustices happening. Don't ignore that because it does affect you. It might not directly impact you in this moment, but it does. I just don't understand why we can't stick to the golden rule and treat others the way you'd want to be treated. And I know it goes way, 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 way back. But I just, I can't wrap my mind around it. And so Waking up this morning to yet another hashtag of a black man killed, um, of craziness, of privilege, phone calls, as if they're being threatened by someone who's black. It just it really grinds my gears. And so I wasn't really sure how to approach this on Chip My Chat, but this is a reality reality to me. When I see these things happening on the news and black men, women, and children and, and men, women, and children of color are being brutally murdered or they're being attacked and they're, there's just no justice. It reminds me of my mother. It reminds me of my siblings. It reminds me of my family. It reminds me of my friends. It reminds me of my community. And so when I see black men and women getting pulled over I look back so I can try to recall their face. I could say a prayer and just kind of see if I can get eye contact and see if they're okay. Do I need to pull over and wait a moment? Like there, Things like that are happening every day in my community. And so when I talk about being real with what I'm going through in my life or the experiences that I have, my people are having, this is real for me. So I hope that you can find a way to be a part of the solution because if you're not using your privilege or your leverage or your position in a way to be a part of the solution, you are definitely a part of the problem and I definitely try to be solution based in whatever it is I do. Like I mentioned earlier, my anxiety comes from wanting to solve problems (laughs) I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the resources, but someone does. And that's the important thing about community. You don't have to be the person to solve the problem on your own, but being part of a community, being connected, being open, vulnerable, and transparent about your intent and what you're trying to do is what will make the world of a difference. The world might not change overnight. And honestly, it might not ever change. But the way that you can impact your community, the people close to you, your family, um, if you're someone who has a platform on social media, these things do matter. The presentations, the filters, the followship, all that does not matter. It's what's in your heart. And so when we talk about mental health, we talk about Black mental health. This stuff is real. It's important. And everyone is dealing with it on a different level. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter where you live or how you grew up. It doesn't. None of that stuff matters, because we're all dealing with something. Whether you're someone who um, didn't have both of your parents in the home growing up, or you did and it was traumatic, or maybe you're someone who had something tragic happen in your life and your life has been completely altered and you, you're just never be the same, whether that's physically or mentally, emotionally, we all have stuff going on. Whether you, you felt you've been in competition with someone your whole life and you just can't seem to get ahead, we're all dealing with something. And so what I'm trying to do daily, weekly, whatever, as I live, as I exist on this world, is to be solution-based. It is such an honor and a privilege to have been a part of this movement my friend has put together called Um, the right healing. I don't know why I just caught a blank there because she's doing so much. And well, I do so much is on my mind right now. And if you could be in my head, you'd want to get out. Um, but yes, partnering with her with the right healing, W-R-I-T-E healing, um, has been a beautiful experience for me. I've mentioned it in previous episodes that I definitely had to face a couple challenges, um, But I worked through it. So if you're someone who is trying to balance faith, hope, and therapy, if you're growing through some shit, unapologetically healing, or you're just realizing acknowledging that Black health matters, Black mental health matters, and the health does too. She also has the right juice truck. (laughs) There you go. There's that plug. But this movement is so important. Mental health matters, but today we're talking about how Black mental health matters because there are very traumatic things happening that somehow Black people are supposed to pull it together, put on a brave face, and keep marching through the day where it's not the same experience that others are are having. And so I want you to know if you're listening to the sound of my voice that you are being heard, that you are being seen, that we support you, that we love you, that we encourage you, and that we just want you to keep pressing on, do not give up this fight, you want to support my friend in her line, her clothing line, you can go to shop the right fit w r i t e dot com you can follow her on social media at shop the right fit again w r i t e and just show your support if you if you Know someone who would like to rock that shirt or maybe it's you or you want to give a gift. You know, Father's Day is coming up. Think of the men in your life, the women in your life. Maybe someone going through something who needs to be encouraged. Purchase them a shirt. Give them a gift. And, you know, make sure you follow Shop the Right Fit on Instagram. It has been... So rewarding to be a part of a conversation that is so relevant now. And I'm excited to see that people are taking it more seriously when it comes to their mental health. And I know this podcast is categorized as entrepreneurship, but it's really about mental health. It's really about having all of that together, working through it at least. And so I felt that being a creative entrepreneur myself for over 20 years, I had to get my mind right, my heart right, and my spiritual side right before I could be productive in entrepreneurship. Because I felt like I continued to hit these walls and not have the tools. You got to have tools to work through this stuff. And it's heavy stuff. And there's always going to be something else added to it. You know, as you keep Keep living, keep having experiences, Keep meeting people, having interactions, trying new things, starting a business or trying to live your dream, being rejected, you know, finding ways to turn nos into yeses, whether it's creating your own opportunity or taking another route. So I thank you so much for giving me your time today. I do not take it for granted. I'm not even going to apologize if this sounded a bit heavy because it's reality and some of us need to tap into that side a bit more so we can work through this stuff. I don't take it for granted that you're here. I'm truly grateful. I'll be back and God says the same.